Welcome to Depths of Creation, a podcast to explore your creative expression, emotions, and pleasure while you make art out of everyday life. I am your host, Rachel White, a creator, author, speaker, and your guide towards exploring and expressing the depth of your primal and sacred creative energy. Let's get into this episode. Cringing at typos may be diluting your creative potential, especially when it comes to writing your own book. This is something that dropped in. I did like an Instagram live on this spontaneously about, it was over a year ago now, um, after this realization dropped in and I think it is still so relevant and such an important piece to consider how our own judgments of others may be really diluting our own creative capacity and stalling our energy when it comes to doing things that we really want to do. And when it comes to writing your own book, like if you know that you want to write a book, then like you know it and, and you're so excited about it. And if you're letting your own judgments get in the way of how you're perceiving other people that write their books, um, then really it's a projection of an internalized judgment. So I want you to pay like particular attention and bring awareness around how you view other people that are doing the things that you want to do. And writing your book is just one example. I'm going to focus these examples on writing, but this could be like writing a social media post. Um, it could be even like going live in any way, having a podcast, but like writing a blog, writing a book, whatever. What are the ways in which you are judging other people when they're a little bit messy or when they're making a little mistake or when they're not reaching like your standard upon which you um, project your judgment onto them? If you read a book that someone wrote and self-published and you notice one little typo in it and you start judging them like how unprofessional, how cringy, that is so blah, 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 just like full judging them for having like a tiny little typo in their book um, in, in any way or any little like messy mistake or anything like that. Like if you're judging them for that, and really disregarding like all the time and energy and intention and commitment that they poured into actually bringing their book to life while you are sitting there judging their book without having even started the book that you know you want to write, then I really want you to reflect on that. And so often our mind, our ego can bring these judgments to give ourselves a bit of a superiority complex to justify why we haven't done something that we want to do when we see other people doing it. And sometimes we can think that, oh, like they're just doing it because they have lower standards than me, or they're just doing it because it's so easy for them blah 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 like your ego and your mind will justify it in so many different ways based on externalizations of your own inner judgment and when we can really bring awareness to this we can really start to alchemize that judgment into energy that will actually be productive towards the creation 
of your book. And I've definitely gone through this experience myself. Like when I used to read um, textbooks like for university or I would just like read any book, if I saw a little typo, I would cringe and be like, how fucking unprofessional. Um, you know, and when, when I used to work professionally, people would send emails with typos. I would like be like, oh my God, like look at them making a fucking fool of themselves. But what I didn't realize at the time is that it was all just and a projection of my own judgment for if I made a typo, I would imagine like I would never want a mistake like that. Like I would hate if someone noticed a mistake that I made like that, blah, 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 blah. And you know, that comes into these judgments around making mistakes and not being perfect and not meeting a high standard and, and all of these things. And for me personally, like I had a really kind of like paradoxical relationship with these t- type of things. Like often I would have the attitude of like done is better than perfect, but I would still have a high standard for my done. Like I would want it at 90 to 95%, you know, 5% margin area, margin of error, like okay like I could deal with like little things that weren't perfect but I still had like a very high standard for how I wanted things done and you know all of this can really stem from that fear of making a mistake that can stem from many like childhood woundings and you can really examine that but it can also stem from really really specific situations in specific examples so I want you to like think of things that you see and it's like you know that pet peeve or that it makes you cringe and one example for me which you know it used to just like really like I used to have a visceral reaction to this I feel like it does not trigger an emotional reaction to me at all anymore like it's something I definitely notice this this particular typo that I'll that I'll explain um like I notice it but I do not have a visceral reaction anymore but I like going back a few years um I definitely did. And this was because in in English, in I think it was year nine, it was either year eight or year nine English class, I wrote this, um, it was some kind of assignment or like something that we were writing in class. And the only points that I got deducted for it was because I wrote should of instead of should have and this is like a really common mistake that I see a lot of people make in their writing because um like when we think of should have as like a contracted should have it sounds like we're saying should of but it's actually should have like one word so if we're going to separate it into two words it's should have or should apostrophe be like that's the um that's the correct way like grammatically and because that was like the only thing I got wrong and I remember that like that was the first time I consciously remember learning that that was like the the proper way to write that word I never forgot it again and every single time I wrote that and even when I say it like I I I do find myself I very rarely abbreviate things with have now I always say like should have would have um instead of like abbreviating like should have and and stuff like that I, I I think that comes down to like me learning that lesson as well um so when I see that in people like like I said like I notice it but I don't have a visceral reaction anymore but from like year eight or nine whenever that moment was 
even like throughout the rest of my school years and like even into when I was you know early 20s working professionally like uh, if I saw anyone write that wrong it would be my first instinct to want to correct them and to like feel the cringe of like how could they get that wrong like how stupid of them like or how embarrassing for them and things like that but it was all just like triggering that shame and embarrassment that I felt in the moment that I got it wrong so I want you to really like think about like what are the typos that you will notice straight away whether it's um, um, people using the wrong like there um you know like there's there there and they are like if if people use the wrong one or there may be other words that you always see people spelling wrong or using it like in the wrong context and stuff like that that you just like you know it's really like triggering some kind of reaction from you in an emotional sense and sometimes like our ego and our mind is like it's just really fueling that superiority complex but is it actually coming from some deeper wounding and is it really pushing on on that wounding and when you can recognize where it's coming from like the moment in primary school or high school or at home or um when you're working or whatever like that moment that you learned that um that it was wrong the way you did it or the moment you felt shame or embarrassment around this is the correct way to do it really coming back to that moment and bringing some you know like healing and awareness and grace and compassion to that moment can really help alchemize that and it may be like it may not just be like one particular word for you it may be um you're kind of like a very it can it might be like every grammatical error that you find um and i and i find this um you know I, I say this with love if it applies to you but i find this all the time with people who um did like advanced studies in english or journalism and and, and things like that that it's like they're very like hyper focused and hyper aware on these small little typos and these small little mistakes that in the big scheme of things don't really matter if it doesn't change the meaning of what you've written um you know i don't think it matters and i think we can all give each other some more grace when it comes to making little typos and little mistakes instead of immediately feeling the urge to point it out to prove them wrong like do if you're someone that like comments correcting people's spelling i really invite you to look at why you feel the need to do that especially if you are stopping yourself from doing the writing that you want to do or you're bringing real like stressful hyper visual energy to it in a sense that is draining to like triple and quadruple check all of the writing that you do so really look into how you may be diluting your own creative potential through your judgment of others and through projecting the triggering of your wounding onto other people and blaming external circumstances for your own 
inner wounding and the own your own discomfort that you feel in your body with particular things and when you heal this and when you alchemize this it really allows you to have so much more grace and compassion for your own writing and for writing your book and with my first book and you know probably in some of my other books as well there are little typos and there are little errors and I you know like read my books and reread them and reread them and had like proofreaders and all of that and there was still like a small handful of little errors that got through but none of it changed the meaning of what I was saying in that section like it was the message was still clear within my book and sometimes we can feel like little errors like that may undermine the core message because that's what we think when we read other people's work with mistakes but if we can become more comfortable with other people being a little bit more messy and making little mistakes then we normalize that for others and we actually become an example where it's okay to be messy in our book like it's okay to have one typo in a like think if your book is like 30,000 words and there's one typo like that's amazing that there's only one typo like it's an amazing and I want you to practice really celebrating people for what they did like their willingness to show up and that helps you celebrate your own willingness to show up and again like normalizing that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay like it's better to publish your book with the, like let's say 10 typos out of 30 to 40,000 words than to keep your book within you and to never express it out and to never let that creativity of your book ripple into all the things that it would have put you in motion towards as well. So I hope that, you know, this episode may feel a little triggering if you really relate to like being triggered by people making typos but I want you to like really sit with that and and look at the energy inside of yourself instead of thinking that you're outwardly triggered and look at what is being activated within you and what you are being called to look at and explore within yourself and if you want support when it comes to writing your book and you know there are definitely things systems and processes you can put into place to ensure that your book is at a high standard like I'm not saying just write your first draft and don't worry if there's a a hundred mistakes in there like you can definitely have a high standard and have these systems in place that ensure that the the core message of your book the integrity of that is maintained um if you want support through that then definitely like reach out to me you can have a look at the link in the show notes for the support options that I have available when it comes to bringing your book to life um, and you can reach out to have a chat with me about it as well so thank you so much for being here thank you so much for listening I hope you're feeling activated and ready to go to alchemize some of this judgment to then pour it as creativity into your book thank you so much for listening connect with me at by rachel wyatt to continue this conversation i would always love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode take a screenshot and tag me in your stories or leave a review and rating on apple Podcasts. thank you so much for being here have a wonderful day